Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Four Gateways to Creative Living. In the last podcast, we looked at the qualities that go into having an everyday creative way of living. So here's a quick review before we go on to today's focus. We talked about a need to gather good questions or puzzlements or problems, ones that lend themselves to pondering and incubating, and not those that are easy fixes. And then we need to settle into incubating. We have to mull, sleep on the issue, have a back burner that can keep the idea simmering while you focus on the rest of your day. This can be boring and may take a long time for some puzzles. And then we needed to develop the ability to fight off quick solutions, to learn to postpone or delay closure, to stretch that incubation time as long as possible. And then finally, when we can sense that the aha is about to arise and we can't hold it back any longer, we need to be alert and ready to catch the fleeting thought. We can think we'll remember it later, but we probably won't. If we don't talk about it or write it down right then, it may be lost. What I never mentioned, because I took it for granted and I shouldn't have, is our overall outlook on life. None of this can happen if we're caught up in depression or apathy. We need to cultivate a basic interest in life, a lightheartedness and ability to see the humor in things, to have a sense of joy. So I began thinking about all the folks that I know really well, and I realized, yeah, we all have challenges to work through on our way to a creative way of life, but they're not all the same challenges. So I incubated that puzzlement for a week, and the aha that arose was a hunch that our different basic temperaments might have a lot to do with what challenges us the most. So what's a temperament, and how can you tell which one you tend to favor? The idea that we vary from one another in basic temperament goes back to the second century in Greece when a physician named Galen began to use the idea in medical diagnoses, and we've been playing with that idea ever since. Each of the four temperaments has its own unique characteristics, and they're reminiscent of one of the four basic elements air, fire, earth, and water, and the four basic seasons in nature, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. The Greek names for these temperaments you might have heard before. Spring is called sanguine, summer is called choleric, autumn is called melancholic, and winter is called phlegmatic. Well, most of us tend to have one very prominent temperament with one or two weaker backup ones. You'll probably recognize your primary temperament as we talk about each one and discover their challenge to living an everyday creative life. Those practices we talked about last time, for each temperament, there will be one that is really challenging. Overcoming that one will be their gateway to everyday creative living. So let's begin. The first one, the sanguines, those are the spring, are airy and childlike. Their pluses include a love of novelty, an ease in getting excited with new tasks and challenges. They notice everything, and gathering questions is really easy. The downside for them, 
They're flighty. They can't focus for long, and they lose interest easily. If they had a learning problem, it would have been attention span. So what's their gateway challenge for creative living? It's to cultivate persistence. The incubation process is the real challenge. Holding the question long enough for the ahas to form and arise. So I got to thinking, here's a really weird, wacky, fun way to get a feel for each temperament's challenge. I kept thinking about brood hens. You know, they, they're supposed to sit on fertilized eggs until they hatch. And that keeps the eggs at the right temperature and the right humidity for the whole time. So the sanguine might be able to sit on the nest for 10 or even 15 days, but then it would leave to do more interesting things. But those chicks needed 21 days to hatch. So let's look at the second one, the choleric. Now we're into the summer. It's fiery, it's more adolescent in its qualities. The pluses they have is high energy, assertiveness, they get things done, and they have a sense of drama. The downside is that they can be pretty competitive and impatient and definitely impulsive. If they have a problem at learning, it was impulse control. Their greatest challenge for creative living was slowing down to let the questions simmer, fighting off those quick answers and cultivating a good back burner, letting go of the speed, the competition, the just-do-it kind of pattern they were so good at. So if they were a brood hen, they'd probably have other projects going too, and they'd rig up a heat lamp or something to tend to the eggs before long. And that's likely to be too hot and too dry for the eggs to reach a hatching stage. So now we have the melancholic. That's the autumn. It's earthy. It's kind of the midlife qualities. The pluses are that they're great at expressing feelings, they empathize with others naturally, and they love being helpful to others. Their downside is that they can give up easily. They can become self-absorbed and depressed. If they had a learning problem, it was a mood management one. Their gateway challenge for creative living was getting into the upbeat state of mind that awakens interest and curiosity and delight resisting the feeling that nothing matters or that small contributions to life don't count. If they were a brood hen, they'd likely start thinking that they've probably already harmed the eggs by leaving to get food and water every now and then, and pretty soon they'd lose hope that they'd ever hatch and give up before the 21 days ever got reached. The last one is the phlegmatic. Slow, winter, the old age qualities. The pluses, they're often wise and patient, and they can work hard, but they're going to build up slowly, and they hate being overworked. Everything seems workable, though, and they're not easily worked up. The downside, they're sluggish. They need long warm-ups just to wake up and get involved, and they often lack the initiative to just start. If they have a learning problem, it's an arousal one. Their gateway challenge for creative living is forgetting to check the back burner to see if an aha is about to bubble up. They're too comfortable to bother catching the fleeting thoughts that keep bubbling up. They need to work on the initiative to take action. If they were a brood hen, they'd be great at logging the 21 days perfectly. But when it's hatching time, they might not notice it and get off the nest so the chicks could hatch. So by now, you've probably spotted your challenge. 
what you can work on to cultivate a creative way of living. And if you found two familiar temperaments, that's not unusual. Just tackle the easiest challenge first, and then you'll be better prepared to work on the harder one. I said I'd report back on one of my everyday ideas that was using a bungee cord to lift and hold open the cover to my outdoor outlet so I could spray the wasp net inside. It worked well, but wasps are clever, and they built a new nest on the water pump handle. Fortunately, I saw that one and knocked it down. I'm sure by next time I'll have it all worked out about how to do the Mature Minds Group membership. Until then, I hope you work on your creativity and have a good time. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.